And you're very welcome back to High Noon with Kira Kelly here on News Talk. Lots of you getting involved, of course, at 53106. You can text us. KK says, not that long ago, women had to cover their heads going to church in Ireland. Totally madness. Women should have had every right that women should have every right that a man has uh, I won't get any arguments here on that but it is that time of the week it is Thursday and it is time that means to welcome Bill Hughes to the studio as he brings with him this week's essential songs what have you got lined up for us today Bill see this song predates you slightly I think it came out in the summer of 1970 I was not alive in the not alive. Of, of no, 1970. No. I was blossoming as a teenager. Were oh, you? Yeah. I was. I was. And I was having first love this way, first love that way, first kiss this way, first kiss that way. The whole thing was going on. And then this song came out that kind of, for me, spoke to what was going on in me. And it's called War by Edwin Starr. Now... Hang on a second, because I think I know this song, but I thought it was by, in my innocence, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. It's the same song. They had a version of it. So they covered it. Much later. Okay. As did Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. I remember that too. And they had a great cover of it. Lots of people have done, but I'll tell you, the song, it is one of those counterculture era soul songs. It was totally written against Vietnam. And it was written by Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong. And they offered it to the Temptations uh, in Motown. And the Temptations recorded it. But the powers that be in Motown felt that if the Temptations released it, it would damage their core audience. It doesn't seem like a fish with the Temptations, the temptations in no. my head. So Norman Whitfield went on the hunt within Motown to say, would anybody? So there was this guy, Edwin Starr, who was very much a second string down the roster uh, artist. They could afford to, to, yeah, to put him yeah, at risk. Uh, but they decided to give him the production that they gave him and they released it. So the song has gone on to be one of the... 161 songs on the Clear Channel No Playlist after September 9-11. It was, as we said, reasserted. Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. But as a result uh, of this song, Edwin Starr came out of the shadows and became a star based on this. and and the reason really that people loved him in the industry was he volunteered. He said, I believe that song should be made. And he put his, his name forward and said, you know, I'm volunteering to record this. So they put prominent electric guitar lines in, heavy syncopated rhythm, horn section, and they got the originals and the undisputed truth, these two vocal groups, to be the backing vocals. And that's when they released it. And it was a runaway hit. It went to number one on Billboard for three weeks, August, September 1970. It, and, and, and it's funny, when you think back to what was the music of the time, the song it replaced at number one was Make It With You by Bread. Remember David yeah, Gates and Bread? And the song it was with you, a real soft kind of song. And the song that followed it to number one was Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Diana Ross. Yeah, yeah. So that's the era we're in. So John Lennon 
absolutely loved it. He was, you know, a successful protest songwriter of his uh, in his own right, and uh, he just thought it was amazing. Um, it oh, got. Yeah. Did, it, did it come out before or after War Is Over? And so this is Christmas. Do we know? Oh, it was before. Ah, so it could have been the inspiration could for have it. Been, yeah. yeah. And then uh, it got a nomination for Best R&B Male Vocal, um, but it was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame uh, of songs. Now, I don't know, were you a fan of Seinfeld? I did like Seinfeld, yeah. Seinfeld, okay. So there's an episode of Seinfeld called The Marine Biologist. And Jerry is, as usual, taking the piss out of Elaine. Uh, Elaine played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus that we love in Veep. Yep. I don't know. So anyway... He tried to convince her that Tolstoy original title for War and Peace was War. What is it good for? <laughs> and she fell for it. <laughs> so it was like, but that was the slagging that went on. But just to tell you who Whitfield was, the, 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 the main writer, uh, I mean, he died in 2008, but he's credited as being one of the creators of the Motown sound. And he was an instrumental figure in the development of late 60s psychedelic soul as well. Now, he was mostly known for writing the songs for The Temptations. So he also wrote Ain't Too Proud to Beg, I Know I'm Losing You, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, Cloud Nine, I Can't Get Next to You, uh, Ball of Confusion, Just My Imagination Running Away With Me, and Papa Was a Rolling Stone. I mean, to have... Huge songs. To, like, huge songs. I Heard It Through the Grapevine is probably Marvin Gaye's yeah, most yeah, famous yeah. song. So... Uh, but he teamed up with Barrett Strong, and Barrett Strong also wrote, like he wrote those, but he also wrote Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Home. And then uh, Barrett Strong, the, the, the two of them together, like they were kind of an unstoppable force. 61 hits in the UK charts and 92 hits in the US charts. Interesting, because Wherever I Lay My Hat, That's My Home, was, would have been a cover by Paul Young as Paul well, Young, yeah. which would have been out, obviously written around the same time as mm. War, What Is It Good mm. For? But they were both out the Frankie and Paul Young were yeah. contemporaries as well. So it was obviously a recycling a of music recy- of from the 60s That's to the 80s. That's what we all do. And one of my favourite all-time songs was also written by uh, Whitfield. Uh, it was when he left Motown and started his own record label, Whitfield Records, that he signed a group called Rose Royce. Yeah, and they had a song, Car Wash. Yeah. I love car, car wash. I danced my ass off to car wash in in the mid nineteen seventies. So they, these guys, that's that's some hell of a, a pedigree for a song to have to have both of those behind it. So anyway, Edwin Starr, are we going to hear the song? Let's hear the song. Let's hear the song we're yeah. talking about. Whoa. 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 
It hasn't aged. A, a I day. do look at it where he goes war. Ha! I was. <laughs> it's very pelvic thrusty, isn't it? That's yeah. What it is. You kind of and it, with it's, my it's back, if, it I, if I if I tried to give that the hoo that it is, I put my back out. I would. I just know I would. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be walking funny for the rest of the day. People already say I do. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Anyway, but Edwin Starr, what a character and what a voice. Um, amazing voice. He was born Charles Edwin Hatcher. Uh, January 21st, 1942, born in Tennessee, raised in Ohio, lived in Detroit. He uh, was signed to Rick Tick Records and then Barry Gordy, the uber, uber guru of Motown Records, bought Rick Tick Records and bought the artists with him. So Edwin Starr found himself, he changed his name to Starr, found himself signed to Motown, wasn't getting much traction and then the next thing war. To, did did war but um he was backed by a band in his early career uh, they later became known as black murder hawkins and vc were the group and they played on most of his early hits and he, before war he had a, a, a hit with 25 miles and then after war stop the war now were made was a major success for him and um but he made a big decision he made a career move he decided to move to the UK and he moved to live in the UK and uh, he he was um, so he, he was um, living in the UK until his death. Uh, he moved in 1973 and uh, continued to record most notably the song Hell Up in Harlem for the f- film title. Uh, do, do we know why he moved? To the, was it was it a post-war thing? Because obviously America in the 70s was a very evolving place politically you know they'd come out of Vietnam there was a whole movement now around uh, the whole you know Woodstock and the cha- you know the war had gone from being a popular patriotic thing to something that people were ashamed of and didn't want to be involved was it in that kind of climate that he moved to the UK do we know? Yeah there was that but also the fact that he suddenly came to prominence in Motown and they didn't know what to do with him Okay. Because they hadn't a long term plan. Really, the plan was just give him this one song and see what will happen. So they they didn't really think about ways to use the talent that they had in Edwin Starr. And I suppose, is it fair to say, Bill, like he was a protest artist sort of by definition now because of this. And Motown, I mean, Black Lives Matter, that, that movement, that concept, that civil sort of rights movement, it wasn't nearly as uh, full on. It was much more passive and all that th- than it became in time. So so was he somebody that they found hard to kind of pigeonhole? Yeah. And he wasn't going to be thrown into one of those groups uh, that, that they were used. You know, he, he was never going to have a chance to join the Temptations. I no. think that would have been his dream job. Uh, he was never going to have the chance to get to do duets with Tammy Terrell because she was doing them with everybody else on the label, but only major stars. He was always going 
going to be the string and second string. Okay. But he came on tour to the UK and was hailed as this massive hero and decided, you know what, they love me here. It's like Gulliver and Lilliput. I'm staying where I'm big. Johnny, it's Johnny Logan in Germany. Or yeah, yeah, Turkey. Yeah, Johnny's, Johnny's huge in Turkey. But um, he had a couple of hits later in the 70s. And I remember these, and I bet you you do too. And you might not even remember that it's Edwin Starr. But in your, well, in disco days, he appeared with Eye to Eye Contact. Do you remember Eye to Eye Contact? Do, sort of. Do, yeah, it was sort a dance. Of. And then H-A-P-P-Y, Happy Radio. That I was do his, remember H-A-P-P-Y. That was his, him. As a, they're both Edwin Starr. And uh, he... Joined the whole disco boom. He was part of it. He released It Ain't Fair in 1985. Got great attention for that. And then uh, he showed his love of his new home uh, on the Mersey uh, when he sang on Let It Be for uh, Ferry Aid in 1987 after that awful ferry disaster. Did he? So he was part singer on that. And he teamed up with Stock, Aiken and Waterman, like most people regard that they killed music in the 80s. But he's teamed up with them to do a song called Whatever Makes Our Love Grow. And uh, So so in 80s UK Britpop, well it wasn't called Britpop at the time, but in 80s UK pop he was becoming quite a phenomenon then. Is that where the Frankie cover, because I I don't remember the 19th 70 version but but you know Frankie Goes to Hollywood was pretty big when I was young Frankie Goes to Hollywood they just loved him and they were looking for a song because uh, coming off the heat of Relax and Two Tribes and because Two Tribes was kind of an anti-war song as well the video was incredible yeah war was the natural have we got it have we got it I I think we might oh my god let's have a look at this Captured memories there for me of my back combed hair and leg warmers. Um, yeah, that course is the Frankie version, and it's yeah. still got that powerful ooh in it yeah. as well. And uh, well, the, the, that's the same ooh as they had in Relax. Don't do it when you want to suck it to it or go when you want to go to it. So, so everybody, anywhere, let's find whoas and put them out there. <laughs> and and it's funny, but when Frankie uh, goes to Hollywood, uh, where they took advantage of Charlie Hawley's tax amnesty and Holly moved That's to right. live here. They lived down in a place in Boris, but they also, Holly used to be a regular uh, in the Shelburne. Um, with his big uh, Russian silent boyfriend who was just this wall of muscle who never spoke but went everywhere with Holly as, as his lapdog. It was great. But Holly Johnson is still churning it out. And if you ever want a good read and a showbiz inside book, read his book Bone in My Flute. It is the funniest, fantastic memoir of the whole music scene. But 
to say uh, Edwin Starr, uh, who had sung the original war, moved to England, as we said, but became a hero on the Northern Soul circuit. And the Northern Soul circuit was, I don't know, there's documentaries about it. You see people doing this extraordinary dancing, extraordinary spinning in ballrooms up in Newcastle and Sheffield and Leeds. And that's where Edwin Starr found his new home. And then on April 2nd, 2003, at the age of 61, he had a massive heart attack while Mm. he was having a bath at home. And he left his wife, Annette, and his kids, Andre and and, uh, Mary, and two grandchildren and uh, amazing character what just the fact that he ended from, his from, life from, yeah. but from Detroit to Sheffield do yeah, you know what I mean yeah. and all that went in between yeah and to be hailed as a hero in the UK when in America they didn't know what to do with him you know so uh, quite something the, the Brits aren't so bad in no. fairness to listen no that, that's brilliant and actually we got to play two songs today so that's <laughs> absolutely fantastic thanks as ever to Bill Hughes for this week's essential song which of course was War by Edwin Starr and I think we all enjoyed listening to that